0: Okay, so it's the tenth of June, day seven hundred and twelve of lockdown. And uh I was planning <laughs> I was these are sorry, these are more of the unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts from inside my head. Uh, I was planning on talking about uh, Angel today, like I said I was going to do yesterday, <laughs> but I'm not going to, and I'm now worried that that's going to become a recurring bit where I just keep promising to talk about the TV show Angel and never do it, <laughs> um, but genuinely that's what I was, I was like, oh, yesterday, uh, after yesterday is when I was like, yeah, I'll talk about, uh, I actually want to talk about it on Monday as <laughs> well. <So laughs> like it's been on my mind a lot um but obviously then uh, the, you know the jake Rowling thing happened and yesterday i was excited about time travel and then today i went for a socially distanced walk with a friend uh, and we talked about uh we talked about We talked about a lot of things obviously uh we talked about the simpsons and i talked uh, I, I referred back to refer back to the previous uh audio log on my for my thoughts on the simpsons but we also talked about um We Talked about uh, Tukin Bertie and uh, Bojack Horseman. I've mentioned I've briefly mentioned Tukin Bertie before, but I'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a minute. But uh, let's talk about Bojack Horseman properly. I've talked about Bojack Horseman on one of these before, uh, in reference to my alcoholism, uh, but I don't think I expressed well enough how good this show is... Okay, so, uh, as a quick reminder, uh, Bojack Awesome was created by uh, Raphael Bob Waksberg. I have got his name correct. Because mm. <laughs> um, drew, drew, I, I believe I completely messed up his name uh, <laughs> the last time. Uh, and I often get it wrong, Raphael Bob Waksberg. Uh, and uh, it's an animation and also designed by designed by I believe is the term the term, uh Lisa Hannah Walt I believe she like she was the art the head of art on it, and uh like a whole other team of incredibly talented writers uh I also, okay, Let's talk about I'll talk about this uh show, in terms of uh its cast I think uh it's so it's an animated show. And it is also, to my mind, maybe the best. Right, the main cast is made up of five people. Okay, so I'll go for them in uh, in a weird order. So, <laughs> one of the main cast is a character called Mister Peanut Butter, uh, played by Paul F. Tompkins, and what to my mind is Paul F. Tompkins' greatest role. Paul F. Tompkins, if you're not familiar with him, is a a podcasting legend. On stuff like Comedy Bang Bang, The Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, any, b- most podcasts. <laughs> if there's an American podcast, Paul, not, oh yeah, the Pod F Tompcast, uh, <laughs> uh Spontanea Nation, uh, Super Ego. Like, th- those are free podcasts that he ran uh, <laughs> that I didn't mention. I just mentioned him guesting on other podcasts. He is a, uh, a stand up, a comedian, an actor, uh, and an improviser, and his character work is incredible. Like on, I first heard of him on Comedy Bang Bang, where he would play characters like uh he'd play Lord Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber based on the the real Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, just fantastic, Creat- uh, like he's just a, a great character actor. But he's never been as good as he is in this, Mister Peanut Butter, because around uh, to the premise, Blow Jack Hossman is about. Jack Hossman, who was a, a star in the nineties of a show called Horse and Around, Mister Peanut Butter, who's an anthropomorphic uh, golden retriever, uh, uh, was the star of a show that was a ripoff of that show called Mister Peanut Butter's House, uh, and he is he, he's a golden he's a golden retriever a golden retriever <laughs> like he is a golden retriever he is. Uh, Super excitable, super optimistic, super happy all the time. Um, and he's so funny. He's so funny, and his name is Mister Peanut Bar. I, I cannot be clear on this. He he has a family. His family is a, his family name is Peanut Bar. His first name is Mister. He has a cousin whose name is Captain Peanut Bar, who is played by Weird Al Yankovich. Um. And he's probably the simplest of all the characters. Uh, We find out that he, throughout the character, because he's originally, he's married to Diane, who I will get to, uh, probably, either last or second last. Um, He's married to Diane, and we find out he's been married before. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of those marriages is to Jessica Biel, which always makes me laugh, and I can't—I don't know why. Um, the other character the other his other ex-wives are, um, his other ex-wife, he's got two ex, two ex-wives. Are um, his other ex-wife as an invented character, but his second ex-wife, his second ex-wife is Jessica Biel, that always makes me laugh. Um, I'm easy to amuse with stuff like that. And early on in the show, like, uh, there's a sort of romantic tension, like, ro- love triangle almost between him, uh, Diane, and uh, Bojack, but not really. And he, But he's just genuinely, uh, he genuinely wants to be good friends with Bojack, uh, but Bojack hates, <laughs> hates him, like, hates him so much, he refers to Bojack repeatedly as his best friend, <laughs> and Bojack constantly just tells him to get out of his house and all things but he's this sort of hyper happy dog Uh, (laughs) and he goes through some stuff but you but but, like all the characters do but mainly he just sort of is the comic, he's one of the comic relief characters, he's always he's very stupid Uh, (laughs) he accidentally runs for mayor at one point (laughs) it's a whole thing but he's a very funny character and Paul Falkens is like, probably his greatest character, greatest, greatest, greatest performance. And there's uh, there is, uh, Todd Sanchez, played by Aaron Paul. And I've not really seen Aaron Paul in much or so I'm in Westworld season 3. I'm aware that he's in Breaking Bad. But from what I've seen, of what I have seen, certainly to my mind, Aaron Paul's greatest work. <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying that. Uh, Todd is the other sort of comic relief character uh, when the show starts. He's been living on Bojack's couch, um, like for a bit. You find out more about that, but he's he's just like a, he's a waster, uh, <laughs> a layabout who, as we as the show progresses, you find out more about him, and he's a very simple-minded character like Mr Peanut Butter, but he also he's got this habit of getting into classic, uh, what he describes as classic Todd shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like at one point he gets arrested by <laughs> at one point he gets arrested by uh, the secret police of uh, I think it's Venezuela <laughs> or maybe a made up country uh, 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 for a, 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 a complicated series of events. He keeps trying to invent stuff. He tries to he writes a music uh, a a rock opera at one point. He's that he's he's. He is Bojack's best friend uh, when the show starts. Uh, and because uh, there's a lot of flashbacks and a lot of stuff changes and stuff. And his whole deal is that, like, he he likes hanging out with Bojack. He, you know, he. And he's the, probably one of the people who gets the most shit from Bojack all the time. Like, Bojack is terrible to him. And how they deal with it and how their relationship evolves is one of the most incredible parts of the show. Todd goes from being this silly character to uh, like discovering stuff about himself that's just really in a way that you don't really see on TV and changing stuff in a way that you don't really see on TV and, uh, him and his and Bojack's relationship is really kind of incredible, how it's done. Next, uh, next character I want to talk about is uh, Princess Caroline. Uh, Princess Caroline, again, her first name is Princess, her surname is Caroline, she's an anthropomorphic cat. Oh yeah, Todd is a human. I didn't mention that. Uh, she's an anthropomorphic cat, and she is Bojack's ex-girlfriend and manage, manager or agent. Uh, I can't remember what... <laughs> There's a long running thing about what the difference between a manager and an agent is. I'm pretty sure she's his agent at the start. That does change throughout. So she's um, tried to get him gigs. And also tried to deal with the fact that at one point she was in love with him and now she's not sure if he was just using her, uh, because he's a terrible person. (laughs) Um, And she is an incredible character, voiced by Amy Sedaris, and I love Amy Sedaris. from like, uh, Strangers with Candy uh, She's also in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, and just a lot of other stuff and she's great, but to my mind this is her best role Princess Caroline is one of these characters who is just one of these hyper-competent characters in TV that I find fascinating like Leslie Nope is another one uh, in Parks and Recreation just these characters who are so good at their jobs and uh but then struggle in their sort of personal lives, you know? Like, they're just incredibly good at her jobs. And also, she... I think the writers discover quite early on that it's fun to get Amy Sedaris to say tongue-twistles. So she gets so many, like, discussions about... Uh, she's also one of the main ways that they parody Hollywood. Or um, or Hollywood as it becomes known in the show, for reasons I won't go into, because that's too because I don't want to spoil anything it's so hard I don't want to spoil anything because it's such a good show Uh, but she's like so she uh, makes a lot of the pop culture references like Hollywood and a lot of them and uh, like I say a lot of them come in the form of insane tongue twisters that must have taken forever for Amy to to nail but she nails them every time and it's so funny Uh, god what a great character uh, second last character I want to talk about Is uh, yeah, Diane Nguyen, uh Played by Alison Brie And it's, I don't know if it's Alison Brie's greatest role Because I, I think her greatest I'll, I'll get to that in a second uh, Alison Brie who you all know from Community uh, From Glow Now She plays Diane Nguyen uh, Who is Vietnamese American And uh Raphael Bob-Waksberg and Athenbury have both talked about this since That and Raphael Bob-Waksberg has said I think I can just call him Bob. I think that's what his friends call him like Bob-Waksberg uh, Has said that if he was to recast the show He would not have cast a white woman as a Vietnamese American Even though it's an animated show and you can do that It's not great <laughs> like it's not great that uh, she that the entire cast, the entire main cast, is white. Uh, even though not all of the characters are white, <laughs> like it's not great. Uh, despite that or, or awkward sort of origin thing, she's such a great character. She is. Um, she starts off the show married to Mister Peanutbutter, and she is hired by BoJack she's a like a writer. She's a writer. She's hired by Bojack to write his autobiography. And to ghostwrite his autobiography, I should say, obviously. <laughs> um and it's so that's how they like it's more complicated than that. But that's essentially it. And she like and Bojack their relationship is so fascinating and so and like sad and Touching and all these things, because Bojack clearly sort of falls for her early on, and she sort of pulled into like she sort of pulled into his orbit, his self-destructive orbit, and the the whole show. Uh, when it comes down to it, the whole show is about their relationship, their friendship, and how it grows and changes over six seasons, and uh, she's. Like, she's the real. I think she may actually be the main character of the show. Um, she's a, like, it's definitely like the other characters or like the other three characters I've mentioned or have their have their episodes and have their f- focuses, but she feels like her and Bojack feel like the real, like driving force of the show and uh, they also get to she she often is the only sane voice in, in an insane world she gets to play the sort of uh the Lisa Simpson role um uh where she like speak out against stuff like uh against um there's one there's an amazing episode where she speaks out against gun violence <laughs> and she's the only like everyone else is just being completely insane about it and she's like Trying to speak, she's trying to speak to, to power. She's an activist. She's someone who sees that the world doesn't work the way it should, and is trying to fix it. And you know that leads to comedy because the world ref—this is a cartoon world that refuses to be fixed. Uh, she also plays several of her characters in the show, including a character called Vincent, adult man, <laughs> uh, who is. <laughs> ...who has <laughs> three kids and a trench coat... <laughs> ...sorry... um... ...you need to watch it... Uh, <laughs> ...to my mind... Uh, ...it's not quite three kids in ...I think it's just one kid in a, in a trench coat... ...but it's clearly... <laughs> ...like... Uh, No, uh, sorry, I I should laugh, and to my mind that's her best role, Um, so good, so funny, so weird. Um, And the final person I want to talk about is Bojack Hosman, played by Will Arnett, who you will know from Arrested Development, where he is Job, or uh, 30 Rock, where he plays Devin Banks, or from films and TV all over the place, where he plays gruff-voiced men. Uh, and I've talked about BoJack before. He is a narcissistic alcoholic, self-destructive former uh, TV star who has a anthropomorphic horse. <laughs> Um and his uh, has his journey in the show is so good. Like I talked before in that last episode about how um, it shows like consequences of alcoholism and i was talking to a friend of mine recently about um anti-heroes on tv and we're talking about rick and marty we're talking about how people idolize rick from rick and morty or how people idolize uh white from breaking bad and uh bojack's very much in that sort of vein and he is the main character and he's the person we follow and he's a he's a very flawed character but Unlike like a lot of other antiheroes, not, I don't see many people who talk about wanting to be like Bojack Horseman, because he's kind of like he's not unrepentant, but he's so undedicated to getting better. If that makes sense, he is a the difference between him and a lot of these other a lot of other antiheroes is that he's very aware of how flawed he is. And wants to change, like in Rick and Marty. Rick, uh, Rick admits to being a terrible person, but also believes that that's the right way to be. You know, like whereas, Bojack knows that he's in like that. This is wrong, or at least sometimes he does. Sometimes uh, he he's so deeply broken, and throughout the show, we find out we find out a lot about his history and about potentially why he is as broken as he is but it doesn't excuse any of the horrific things he does in the show and he does some horrific things like it's such a weird show in so many ways because like it's a very funny show it's got a lot of there's so many visual gags because like the art style just lends itself to so many animal based gags and so many like (laughs) because these two characters who are birds that are paparazzi who are very funny and how they how they move around and how they act uh, there's, a lot, like I said, there's a lot of the fun tongue twisters and wordplay. there's a lot of satire on Hollywood and celebrity uh and just it's a very very funny show but also it's so dark the second last episode of every episode of, Bojack, of every series of Bojack Hoffman is heartbreaking and hor- and horrible uh, it's such an interesting show to get people to watch as well because uh, it's like hey watch this cartoon about a sad horse it's a hard sell already but then the first like four or five episodes are not great like this they've not quite figured out what the show is yet but um by the time they get to until they, there's an episode uh, <laughs> where Bojack, it's called Bojack Hates the Troops where Bojack uh, <laughs> gets into an argument with a Navy SEAL who is, of course, an actual SEAL uh, over some muffins um, and this spirals into this idea that Bojack Hates the Troops that's the first really good episode and it sort of wobbles a bit in first season, and before the the the, the, like, the last two episodes are incredible and then from then on it's just brilliant. Like it stays so consistent. Uh like the all the season long arcs are interesting. The character development is so good. That's what it comes down to to me. The char- the way the car- that's why I basically just listed all the characters. Cuz the characters are so good and their relationships are so interesting. And I just think it's probably like one of my favorite shows of like the past 10 years. And that's wild, because it's a show about a sad cartoon horse. Um, <laughs> like. But it's so well done and so good. It's not my favourite show, I don't think, of the past 10 years Because I think that's The Americans, which I've weirdly never mentioned on this. And I think if I was to ever talk about it, I would just talk about it for the whole thing. I wouldn't talk about anything else. Um, but it's so good. The crazy thing about it as well is, what might be even better is what Lisa Hanwell is doing now. She's doing a show, um, she created a show, uh, called Tuka and Berry. Uh, Took and Berry uh, the first season of which is on Netflix, uh, the second season of which has been picked up by, like, Pop-Pop TV, I think, or something like that, who I think also picked up, I maybe think of Pop TV because they picked up One Day at a Time, which Netflix also cancelled. Boo! Uh, One Day at a Time is fantastic. If you've not watched One Day at a Time, watch it on Netflix, it's great. Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. Tukan Bertie is what I want to talk about. Which is about a token called Tuka, uh voiced by Tiffany Haddish. And a, a songbird, called Bertie, voiced by Ali Wong. And they live in a world of anthropomorphic animals as well. But I think a bit, their world is exclusively anthropomorphic animals. It's a very similar art style to Bojack Horseman. Not identical. Like, it's a bit more trippy, a bit more psychedelic. Like, a bit more sort of abstract like some of the some of the sequences are a lot more sort of like arty and um exciting rather than just trying to like being like the real world but with animals (laughs) but with anthropomorphic animals in it and it's an incredible show it reminds me a lot of uh, broad city which i must have mentioned this before and not just because it's about like two women and like female friendship Uh, Although, I, uh, although, it's got a lot of similarities in that face. But it's also just about... It's like, Tuka's like, carefree, and in inverted commas, uh, and doesn't care, and is just getting on with her life, and Bertie, Bertie's really... Um, sort of uptight. Uh, she's... Um, trying to figure out her way in the world. But they both are, And a while. God, it's so hard to talk about, because... I just want to talk about a specific episode, Um, and I can't really, because it deals with some genuine big issues, like it deals with uh, issues of sexual harassment, it deals with issues of like, um, abuse, Um, but again, can, even when it gets darker than Bojack, which it does, I think, well, in a different way even while being this dark it's still so fun and exciting to watch and there's an episode that's about ostensibly about swimming that is one of the best episodes of TV I think I've ever watched uh, swimming in a jelly lake um, that's jelly as in uh, the American jelly so like jam Um, because otherwise you know swimming in jelly would be very hard um, and it's so heartbreaking and beautiful and just incredible to watch. I recommend Took and bury. There's only like 10 episodes of it. Uh, and it's got... Oh, the music is incredible as well. I wish I could remember. I flicked this up at one point. Like, the, the score and the soundtrack like, and the, the main theme are just so catchy. And again, so fun. Like, it's a fun show. In a lot of ways, that Bojack Osman is not, because it's about a sad cartoon horse. This is about fun cartoon birds. Uh, also, there's a whole recurring thing <laughs> that, w- <laughs> that plants are also sentient in this, and like, and they're anthropomorphic. <laughs> which is so weird. They don't speak, because they've got big plant heads. Uh, it's so good. And a third show from like the same sort of group of people, uh, Raphael Bog, Wa- Bob Waxberg, and uh, one of the writers of Bodak Costman, Kate Purdy—that's her name. I think it's Kate. Uh, created a show, another show, which is on Amazon this time, not on Netflix, uh, called Undone, uh, and it's very different. Uh, at least what was not involved because the art is um, the way it's animated. It's through rotoscoping. If you're not familiar with what rotoscoping is, it's like, if you've seen, um... uh, A Scanner Darkly, the film, or Waking Life, the Richard Linklater film. i think they're both Richard Linklater films, that's it. Uh, The idea, how it works is, they film the actors and then, um, essentially sort of paint over the film. So it's animated but it's, but it's Animated from real actors, so like it's much more. So it's like very realistic in uh, in a lot of ways, and then it has this. But it's very stylistic in other ways because it's. Um, it allows you to do really interesting things, and Undone is probably the best rotoscope thing I've ever seen. Uh, it stars uh, Rosa Salazar, who was a Battle angel, uh, and just is just an incredible actor. Um, as a uh, a young woman who, God, this one I really don't want to talk about <laughs> the plot at all, like Tugger Burry doesn't really have a huge amount of like a plot to spoil, whereas this has, like the plot is the thing right, you know those shows where, um. Uh, those character driven shows like the other two I've talked about, this is, the characters are great in this, uh, but I think it says a lot that I can't remember her, mate, the main character's name, but I remember a lot of other stuff, like her dad, uh, who's played by Bob Odenkirk, uh, who's who's incredible, and he's great in this. Uh, ha- died when she was younger. Um, there's like flashbacks and stuff. In case your words are like, wait, what do you mean he's great in this? There's flashbacks and stuff. Um, and it, and also our first complicated things, because essentially she gets she's very stressed and she gets into a car crash, and. All, all I can really say is, this car crash changes her relationship with how she views her memories and how she views life. God, I think that's all I can say. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, because I knew very little about it when I first watched it. And so much of it is about figuring, learning things and figuring, learning the stuff that... Like, learning the stuff that's ha- learning about the stuff that's happening as it's happening if that makes sense you know like it's very strange like there's not many tv shows or films that i like that are as plot driven or like as plot specific like where the the nature of the thing is like i don't usually care about spoilers much at all right i prefer to watch things without spoilers but if something's spoiled i can still watch it but i don't, i think the magic of this show, Undone, is so much of it is about figuring out what's happening as it's happening. You know? Which I think worked to its uh, detriment when it came to advertising it, because I think they agree. That the creators agree. Because um, I saw some interviews about it, and they all talked about the animation techniques, um, and, <laughs> and none of them like talked about the plot. And the trailer is... I I think there's a trailer for it which I I think I watched that after I'd seen the the show and it doesn't really explain anything which is probably the best but it's hard to to advertise something when you're not really advertising what it is I will tell you that it is very trippy it may cause you to pause things for a while and just think about stuff it may give you a headache (laughs) there was points of it because the animation is incredible like I can't explain some of the stuff they do, but the way they play with uh, this sort of rotoscoping technique, um, and the way that it's edited and the way it's all put together, is so incredible. Like just an incredible technical achievement. And uh, Rosa Salas are fantastic, and all the rest of the cast are really good. She's like she's the main focus, though, and her whole thing—it's just. Like, just an incredible performance. And just a, a really incredible experience to watch this show. So I highly recommend it. Okay, so I'm probably going to talk about Angel tomorrow then. Uh, unless I get distracted by something else. Uh, until then, uh, stay safe. Stay well. Uh, stay at home. Stay educated. Stay informed. There's still so much stuff happening with the protests in America. Uh keep yourself informed on all that please like don't let up just because you know times passed and we're into a different news cycle you know st- there's still so many people suffering and still so many people who need your help our help <laughs> uh, if you can and uh, if you find yourself uh, as an anthropomorphic animal and uh, and Ellie, uh, don't become friends of uh, Carton Horse, because he might ruin your life. So I'll say on that. Uh, my name's been Marajoy. Thank you very much. Goodbye.